This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their Survive This Rules take a cue from the old-school games of yore and combine them with a stripped-down but easy-to-understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous, creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from super-powered menaces, the Survive This System is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at bloatgames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognier here. I hope you're all doing well. Beautiful sunny day out there and all that good stuff. I want to talk and review a game on DriveThruRPG, a PDF game that's out there called Nave. It's been out for a while. I, I reviewed Maze Rats. This is also by Ben Milton. I reviewed his game last time, his Maze Rats game. This time I want to do name because it's a little more organized and it's with an eye towards compatibility with other OSR games on a simple level where you can use stuff from that game, those games like Labyrinth Lord and Sword and Wizardry and all that, you know, BX and AD&D and First Edition, whatever. With this, and it's, it's it says here, high compatibility with OSR games, fast to teach, easy to run, no classes. It says, everybody's a tomb raiding adventure seeking ne'er-do-will who wields a spellbook as easily as a blade. Now, I would probably change that. I would want cl- more class. I would like, you know, s- people who have, you know, they have specialized in certain things. But, you know, you can run it that way if you want. Abilities are king. The six stats are very important in this game. Everything derives from them. You have player-facing rules. In other words, they're optional. In other words, you can have a game where you play it just like D&D, everybody rolls. You can have it where the, all the players roll instead of you. You can have it where you roll instead of the players. So you can do it either way. The standard monetary, uh, stand, the monetary standard in this game is the copper piece. So it's a little less expensive. There's a list of 100 levelless spells, which I'll get in later. This is Creative Commons International License, so you can do whatever you want. And there is a designer commentary on here, which I love, because I always like to see what the thought process is in making the, these, de, these game decisions. Okay, character creation. You do the six ability scores with 3d6 right down the line, but here's how it's, it's done. It has two related values, a defense and a bonus. Defense is your basic ability score. And the bonus is the bonus you get. But what you do is you roll 3d6 and look at the lowest d6 in that 3d6. And that is your bonus. If you want the defense, add 10 to that. So it gives you an example. You roll 226 for strength. The lowest die is 2, so you have a bonus of plus 2 and a 12 strength. That's how you do that. You also, they also start out, you also start out, the PC start out, I should say, with two days of rations and one weapon of the player's choice. 
roll on the start. There, there are char- there are tables back here. I'll get to those in a minute. Makes it tracking real easy encumbrance. Armor comes with an armor defense value, which is also another way of saying armor class. And the corresponding armor, it says the value in your character sheet is with its corresponding armor bonus, always 10 less than the defense. If the PC is not wearing any armor defense, armor defense is 11 and their armor bonus is plus one. So you have an armor bonus on here too. Now you roll 3D, 1d8 to determine your PC starting and maximum hit points. And you're, you don't get the con bonus with that. You just get a, or you, if you don't want them as squishy, you can tell them to roll anything lower than five on a D8. You, now, this, the constitution mode comes in later because your healing rate, if you take damage, is a D8 plus your con bonus. So you get it on the back end pretty much. And then you can invent or roll the rest of your traits, uh, physique, face, skin, hair, virtue, clothing, vice, speech, etc., etc., etc. And one thing I love about these two games is they got all sorts of charts, all sorts of tables. They give you a tra- traits table, a starting gear table, item cost table. Now, here we go. You get enough, the way, the way equipment works in here, you get a number of slots for equipment equal to your con, con constitution. And a lot of these things on these char- these charts, they take up one slot, a lot of them, but there's some that take up more, like armor takes up more, weapons take up more. They can take up to five, uh, the armor can take up to five slots, weapons can take up to three slots, depending on what you're getting. And also, spells take up, here's, here's one thing I disagree with him, um, spells take up one slot. Each spell takes up one slot because each spell is in a spell book, which takes up one slot. And he says all bo- all spells, you can only fit one per book. And it's like, I can't see that. I can't see somebody carrying a, a library around for just, like, say they have two first level spe- two, uh, three first level spells and two second level spells. That's five books right there. I can't see that. You're in... Be, I just can't. I'm sorry. So I would probably, using that, I would probably change it to like one spell book, maybe two. Now, saving throws are also, they have saving throws. Uh, it's, it's, once again, it's ability based. So it's an ability saving throw, like a con save or a deck save, sort of 5e-ish. Speaking of 5e-ish, you also get to do advantage, disadvantage in here. And that comes in in uh, saving throws and combat. Or they said you're free to do it the old-fashioned way with pluses and minuses. Combat is is group initiative. On a 1 to 3, all the enemies will act. On a 4 to 6, all the PCs will act. I guess you can go around the table. You know, I'd rather just do the, you know, individuals, roll your initiative, I'll roll my initiative. We'll just figure it out. And you can. they have two ways of doing combat. You can... Make an attack, roll 2d20, add the character's strength or wisdom, depending on whether you're using melee or ranged, which is interesting. Usually ranged is dex, but they got wisdom here. If the attack roll is greater than the defender's armor armor defense, the attack hits. If not, the arm, the attack misses. So you got to roll over. But you can also roll under. You can have the defender roll a defending roll instead of this. 
So you can go that way. Uh, there's a damage die on what the damage is, does, the monsters do, do, or whatever. If you're zero HP, you're unconscious, re, re, you reach negative one HP, you're dead. Now, I'm just going to leave that there. They talk about stunts, you know, stunning, shoving, disarming, tripping. That's where the creativity of the DM comes in, the GM comes in. Um, you can, once again, talk to him about advantage, critical hits, um, and quality, that's where they talk about ablative armor and weapons. I don't always agree with ablative armor and weapons. I have seen a system, there's one system out there, Tunnels and Trolls, which I think does it right. And I would probably use that system. Talk about morale, healing, uh, monsters. They don't give you any monsters here, but they talk about using your own bestiary and shows you what it means in this game. For like hit dice, hit points, armor, attack bonus, damage, morale, saves. And the only thing I don't understand, it says, as all monsters hit dice can be assumed to be D8 unless otherwise specified. To get the monsters hit points, you just multiply the number of hit dice they have by four or five if you're feeling mean. Well, why would you do that if you have a D8, if they have so many D8s for hit dice? Just roll the D8s. Your advancement, you you gain a thousand XP, you gain a level. And it talks, uh, you know, it, it you can do either XP for you can do session advancement. I've done before XP for coin system, XP for gold or silver or whatever the monetary thing. And when you gain a level, you roll a number of D8s equal to their new level to find their new HP maximum. I'm a little foggy on that because all I do is, okay, you're level two now, roll another D8. I'm not going to roll the whole thing again. Uh, it says here, if the result is less than their previous maximum, their maximum HP increases by one. So I guess if you get an extra hit die, you get to, well, that wouldn't make sense either. Um, oh, well. I can always adapt. You can raise your ability scores and bonus on here of three different ability scores by one point if you make a level. Now we get to magic. Oh, boy. Now it has a hundred level of spells here if you want to roll your own. They, they say you can use any spell book or anything from an OSR game or any other game, I guess. And, but here are Simple, just one-line descriptions of things you can use for magic. I know magic users that would absolutely go nuts over this. If you prefer the spells that are levelless and scale up as the caster becomes more powerful, use them in the list below. In the following spells, the letter L is a number equal to the caster's level. An item is an object able to be lifted with one hand. and an, I'm sorry, an item is, an, is something able to be lifted with one hand and an object is anything up to human size. Unless otherwise noted, all spells with ongoing effects last up to level times 10 minutes and have a range of up to 40 feet. If the spell directly affects another creature, the creature may make a save to avoid it. Success reduces or negates the spell's effects, and that would be up to the GM. And that's the end of it right there. Now, I, I'm, I'm pretty much taking a shine to this game. Now, Maze Rats was all right for ad hoc stuff like this, but I could actually see about playing a small campaign with this system. I think that'd be great. I mean, Levelless... Yeah, I, I, I'm, or I'm sorry, classless, I, uh, I don't know. You know, 
they don't mention alignment or anything except in passing here. I could do without that, but I don't know. I just, I'd mine stuff like um, heroes and I have the uh, uh, astonishing, uh, astonishing. Well, I got that too. You know, you've got the Fantastic Heroes and Witchery, which has levels in there that are good, and they have 666 spells, which you could easily adapt to this. Uh, Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea, if you want those kind of, you know, those kind of things. I could even work the special abilities in that. But but I don't know if I could do stuff like you're all characters. I've got a lot of players who would go, well, yeah, but I want to specialize in this and that. Okay, you can specialize in this and that. You're still all the same people, you know. You throw spells, you swing swords. And I, I don't know. People, There are people out there, I know at least one player, who just wants to be a spellcaster. That's it. He wants to be a spellcaster. And so, you know, there's, there's that. But I find this a very, very versatile system, and this is the kind of thing I'm going to throw in my bag just to have it so we could use it with stuff. I mean, I've got plenty of monster books. I've got plenty of other stuff, other supplements. I could run, I could run Midderlands with this, and I should. But <laughs> anyway, and you have an option. It shows you, I don't know if it was Mr. Mage Rats. I believe this shows you how to do ascending and descending armor class at the same time. But anyway, and I usually get the, and what I love about these, these two systems is they got these tables. The tables you can use with any system. It's great. Um, there's more in Maze Rats than in here, but same time, it's great. And you can find Nave on DriveThruRPG for about $3.99. What a deal. Anyway, good job, Mr. Milton. Good job, Questing Beast. So, I'm going to go start my day. So, if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar gmail.com. And, or you could drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John Allen, and Michael. Thank you guys for supporting me. Don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg's Jung, Jung, Jung Grognar podcast, Marxy Wallring's The Yawning Albert podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries. Don't forget the Biggest Geekest podcast, too. And my friend Eric Tinker's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.